following message is recorded at City Light Church in Vicksburg, Mississippi. City Light Church exists to shine the light of Christ in our city and world through the transformed lives of His people. For more information on the church and its ministries, please visit www.citylightvicksburg.org. sermon text is from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 12 through 31. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. This is God's Word. God is good, amen? So glad that he is so faithful and so wonderful uh, in spite of us and our limitations and our frailties, amen, that he's still able to show himself strong, amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Again, we thank you guys for being with us and... uh, Praise the Lord again for your patience with us as we work through uh, our growing pains. Amen. We're working our way towards the end of our class and session series. Excuse me, the, the sweat is mighty this morning. And my writing is already hard enough to read. I don't want to try to read it through sweat. Uh, but trying our best to uh, answer the questions that you guys have given us. Uh, You guys had some really, really good and uh, really, really tough questions that we've had to work through, and uh, they've been a challenge for us uh, working through and preaching them, and I pray that you guys have also been challenged as you've um, listened to the preaching. Amen? And as God would have it, 
Uh, he placed a pause in between our introduction of the gifts. No, I have some, brother. I appreciate you. These brothers take, or the family takes great care of us. Amen. Um, but he put a pause in between the introduction of the gifts and us actually discussing uh, the gifts. And I say he divinely interjected this pause with much fasting, much prayer, and much ultimate frisbee. My first and only joke. Get it out of the way. Uh, but the Corinthian church was a, a fairly young church established by Paul during his second missionary journey there. The church was marked with uh, division and carnality. And as we heard last week with Pastor Crawford sharing in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11, uh, the church had a, a bad habit of trying to marry uh, their culture with the church of Christ. Amen. And these letters, 1 and 2 Corinthians, is Paul writing under inspiration and power of the Holy Spirit to address questions and to correct uh, issues that were going on inside the church. Last week, Pastor Brian challenged us uh, from this text uh, saying that our gift should not terminate on us. The gifting, your ability should not be for your sole benefit or for your own exhortation, but rather the gifts are orchestrated, verse 11, orchestrated and apportioned, the scripture says, as the spirit wills, verse 6, for the common good of the body. Amen. So gifting is not for you, but it's for the body. Excuse me. And this morning we're asking the question, how should the church view or how should the Christian, rather, view church membership? And if we're honest, I think we can find ourselves in a similar boat as the Corinthian church in the sense that we think a lot of ourselves when we're thinking about joining a church or our life inside the church. Amen? Uh, when describing them, the, some commentaries that I looked through uh, use words like immature and carnal and, and selfish, but I think it's the last one that really kind of gets us, amen? So whether you've uh, had this conversation, either you're on the end and answering questions, what are you looking for in a church, or you're, you're hearing someone talk about what they're looking for in, in a church, you, you hear things about worship, right? Do they have good singing? You know, what is the worship like? Is it contemporary? Do they sing hymns? Uh, do they have a good children's ministry or singles ministry or, or marriage ministry? Is the location, is the service time convenient for me? What's the dress code? Will I feel comfortable there? You know, is there a good mix of age? You know, what's the climate like? And then every preacher's personal favorite. Will I get fed? Right? Because every preacher loves to hear that. I'm, I'm, I'm just not getting fed, Pastor. Our decision to join or even to um, even our level of activity within the church body oftentimes centers on us. And that's the challenge that Pastor Crawford gave us uh, from Scripture last week. That's the challenge that Paul is giving us here in the text. And that's the challenge that I want to put before you this morning so Paul is challenging the church at Corinth to reshape how they see body life. It is not a solo act, but very much a community type of thing. Individual members, yes, but giving of themselves for the sake of the body and for the glory of God. And everything God does, 
he does for a people. Amen. And we'll see that as we walk through scripture here. So verse 12, he says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. So Paul says, listen, it's, it's not about you, right? Many gifts, you know, they laid them out in the first part of 1 Corinthians 12. Many members, we hear that saying, but one spirit uh, in, 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 in verse 11 of chapter 12, one spirit empowering and orchestrating the gifts through the members, verse 6 of chapter 12, for the common good of the body. Again, everything God does, he does for a people, for his glory, first and foremost, but for a people. Amen. If you look back through scripture, when God called Moses, he called him for a people. Right. I have heard the cries of my children in Egypt. Right. When God called or raised up Joseph, rather, he did it for a people, made him second in command. Right. And so his brothers, famine arose in the land. His brothers come for provision. And God is able to, or rather, he is able to bring the family in and make provision because of what God did. God raised him up to second in command for the people. When God called Peter the rock upon which he would build his church, he did it for a people. Hear the words in John 21 as he says, Peter, do you love me? Right? Well familiar with those verses, right? I've gifted you, Peter. I've chosen you, called you, gave you purpose and position. Do you love me, Peter? Three times the question is asked. Three times Peter answers in the affirmative. Lord, you know, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus says to him, what? Feed my sheep, right? So the, the, again, God is raising up, but he's doing it for a people. Excuse me. What about Jesus? Does Jesus do it for a people? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe, whosoever for a people should not perish but have everlasting life. Ephesians 5.25, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Is he still in it for a people? Everything for the body. And so Paul is earnestly trying to shift their thinking from me to we. And that's the challenge again that you know I'm giving myself. That's the challenge that I want to give you. Verse 13, for in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of the one spirit. And I found it interesting. God doesn't waste word. Amen. And I found it. There it goes. I have a love-hate relationship with this thing. So in the midst of uh, speaking of spiritual gifts and the love of God, which again, verse, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about the gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 talks about love. And both of these are great things, right? And typically signs that there is, uh, uh, that God is active. In a place. So, in the middle of discussing life, gifts, and love, he says, Remember, you died. He talks about death in the midst of all that life. Remember that you died. You're no longer Jewish or you're no longer Greek. You're no longer slave or free. Your status or your distinctions apart from the body no longer matter. Amen? 
and no longer matter. The body is all that matters. Verses 14 through 18, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But, that, but as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. But please note, God does not have a problem with distinctives, right? Even from the beginning, we see him creating sun and moon and stars. We see him creating all kinds of different animals and plant life and everything. So God doesn't have a problem with distinctives, right? Excuse me. We have two lists here. In verse 13, we have Jews and Greeks and slaves and free. And then 14 through 17, we have feet and hands and ears and eyes and the noses in there because he said, where would be the sense of smell, right? So what's the difference? Both lists distinctives, right? But one list he's saying die to. Remember, you died. No longer Jewish, no longer Greek. And the other list he's saying embrace. So what's the difference? The first list lends itself to pride, which causes division. That he has a problem with, and we can look back even in chapter 11, Paul addresses division throughout the text, amen? The second list calls for us to celebrate God's purpose and plan his design in diversity. The first list speaks to individual status, and the second speaks to function within the body, okay? The foot was not designed, or rather the foot was designed to sustain the weight of the body, okay? The hands were not. If your hand were to be placed at the bottom of your ankles, your body wouldn't function like it should, right? He talks about ears and eyes. You know, if your ears and eyes switch places, all you would look is funny. <laughs> Amen? Amen. So again, God doesn't have a problem with diversity. God's problem comes in where we take those things that, excuse me, that are superficial and use them as, as reasons for us to divide rather than reasons for us. Thank you, sir. Again, they take such good care of us. Rather as for reasons for us to come together and move the body forward. Amen. Different but equally important to the function of the body. And if you're missing any part of the body or if any part of your body is not functioning correctly, what do they call that? Handicap, right? Handicap restricts the normal function of the body. Everything God does, he does for a people, right? Paul is driving them away from a heart that seeks to be served, a me mentality, and towards a heart that longs to serve, driving them towards the body. Verse 18, let's look at that again. But as it is, God arranged the members. God arranged the members. Who arranged the members? God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. That sounds a lot like verse 11, doesn't it? He talks about the gifts and he says that the spirit apportions them as he wills, right? 
So God is arranging, God is empowering, and God is gifting as he wills for the good of the body. Look with me at verse 19, please. If all were a single member, where would be the body? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body that I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God so composed, God so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. Excuse me. That there may be no division in the body, but that the, but that the members may have the same care one for another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. As I was looking at this text, the value, one of our values came to mind, emptying empowerment. And this beautifully illustrates that value. We aim to empty ourselves of any power and any privilege to serve others for the glory of God. Amen. For the glory of Christ. That's our aim, right? To shine the light of Christ in our city through the lives of his transformed people. That's us in community. This is us shining light in our city, us being gathered here from different age groups, different economic backgrounds, different educations, uh, different colors. Those who are, uh, those who lack power, you know, it talks about our uh, uh, mercy, our weaker parts. Amen. So God cares about injustice. God cares for those who, doesn't, who don't have a voice, the unborn, the orphan, the widow, the sick, the poor. And he calls for us to care for them as well. That there may be no division in the body. He even designed our physical body in the same manner. Amen. Anybody ever stub their pinky toe? Does the whole body know about it? It's instant, right? And you don't think about your pinky toe as you're going throughout your day. It's not something that's just on your mind. You know, you don't see it, you know, unless you're Daniel because he always has sandals on. Do you have sandals today? There it is. But he's still not thinking about his pinky toe. But if he stubs it, the whole body will know about it. So God has made provision for every pain and every real or perceived inadequacy in the faces of those that you do life with, the body. Amen? Your inability creates space for someone else's ability. And their inability creates space for your ability. Conversation I was having with somebody early in the week, and I, I wanted to share this because sometimes I think we, we, we miss on this mark. Don't allow unbelief to rob you of your gift and handicap the body. Man, I want you to hear that. Don't allow unbelief to rob you of your gift and handicap the body. 
Now, what do I mean by that? We can see in the church at Corinth that they're clamoring for gifts, right? And everybody wants gifting and everybody wants to be seen. You know, he, he asks a question in, in the text here in Corinthians, you know, how is it when you come together? Everybody has a song, everybody has a this and everybody has a that. So they don't mind being out and, and serving, right? But God is saying to them, hey, if that's not your gift, let somebody else do it. But what we tend to do, we tend to go on the opposite end, but it's just as bad. It's just as bad where they're clamoring after gifts and wanting to be seen. We seek to fade into the shadows because we think we have no gift. And so what happens when your brother or your sister has that inability, but you think you have no ability, so you're not walking anything? Do they get served? Or is the body handicapped? You know? Everything for the body. So as we look to prepare our hearts next week to hear about the gifts, and as you earnestly seek God, hear me, earnestly seek God concerning your role and your function in the body. That's what I want you to be doing. That's, that's everybody's homework over this next week. As Pastor Brian, because he's going to preach next week. Amen. Amen. You can have to preach for us too. But as we get ready to hear about the gifts individually, I want you to be thinking and praying, God, where would you have me serve? What would you have me do? How, how have you gifted me? Right? Know that God has made provision for you to empower your role and to cover your inability. Know that God has a purpose and plan for every member of the body from the head to that pinky toe. Amen? Know that God's call to you for the body. God's call to you. And I want to make sure that I, Jabin, look up. I want to make sure that I look everybody in the eye in this moment. Because God has a call for you. Devin, I want to make sure I look everybody in the eye. God has a call for you. Amen. He has a place for you in the body so that together we can shine the light of Christ in our city through the transformed lives of his people. Amen. That's the point of the body. We don't come here on Sunday morning just to gather together and, and see smiling faces and, and go home and say, man, we had some church. No, the point of us gathering is to go out and to be lights for Christ. Amen. I want to leave you with several verses from Ephesians chapter 4. If you have your Bible, would you turn there with me? And with this, we'll close. Everything God does, he does for the body. And he's doing something in you. Amen. You might not be a pastor. You might not be a preacher. You may not be a singer or, or can play a, a, an instrument. You know, some people are gifted for cooking. Gloria. Praise God. You know, there are different gifts. There are even gifts of service, gifts of faith. Sister Brittany can burn, too. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about food now. <laughs> but God has different gifts in the body, all made to bless the body. Amen? Ephesians chapter 4, everybody there? Hear the words of the Lord. I want you to think on these words. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk worthy, or rather to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, 
with all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one, grace given to each one, according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions, the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers, listen, to equip the saints. Everybody has a gifting. Amen. For the work of the ministry, the point, the purpose of that gifting is for ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So how should we view our church membership? How should we view our level of engagement in that? For the work of the ministry, for the, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building of the, of the body of Christ, you have a role in that. Amen? You have a role in that, and your role is no less important than that of Pastor Brian's or any other member of this church or whatever church you hail from all the way in Texas. Amen. Let us pray. Great God and King, we honor you for you are good, Lord, and you have made every provision for us, God, and we thank you for the body that you so purposefully designed and orchestrated, Lord, and uh, those who have different strengths and weaknesses and different backgrounds and different knowledge and different giftings, Lord, and how you've placed them, Lord, for the work of the ministry, Lord, for the edification of your body. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to surrender to you, Father, that we would say yes to however it is you, you desire to use us, Lord, in the work of your church uh, for the advancement of your call. As it is, Lord, you said, pray. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers, laborers are few. Pray, therefore, to the Lord of harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Father, would you open our hearts, Lord, that we would have a yes in our spirit, Lord, whatever it is that you would ask us to do, wherever it is that you would send us, God, would, would our hearts reply, we'd be yes, God. Yielding ourselves to you in, in, in humility, Father, not being lifted up in pride because of our gifts, Lord, but rather seeking to serve you and seeking to serve your church for your glory and for the advancement of the, your kingdom and for our good. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This message was brought to you by the family and friends of City Light Church. For church worship times, directions, support opportunities, or other ministry information, please visit www.citylightvicksburg.org.